Hey everyone, real quick production note before we start. Um, I messed up on the recording of this episode and I lost a couple of individual tracks. So I had to go to the backup, which is all tracks in one. So the sound quality is not the same as other episodes, but um, yeah, it only happened on this episode. It was my mistake entirely. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to make a note of that. Uh, the next, the drafts that follow this have a uh, much better sound. So yeah, thanks for sticking around and I hope you enjoy. Now let's get on with the show. This is 128 Bits, a podcast about the most influential period of video games, what is known as the sixth generation, AKA the Dreamcast, PS2, GameCube, and Xbox era. And for the next few episodes, we're going to do something special here on 128 Bits. Usually, we talk about one standout game from the generation and really go in depth about its background and what our favorite and least favorite part is, and even like what we think it would look like today. But for the next few episodes, we thought a great way to highlight, to highlight how great this generation was would be to hold an auction draft. Uh, but before I get into the rules, let's welcome the other hosts for this episode. Uh, so with me are Adrian and Joseph. So how are you guys? How are you, Adrian? Doing all right. Re uh, ready to uh, do a, a real Storage Wars style <laughs> battle. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it too. Joseph, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty confident that you guys don't have most of my picks because this was a weird year for me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So here's what we're going to do. Our goal is to curate the best five game experience across all 128-bit consoles for a given year. So the, hi the highlight there is 128-bit consoles. No PC, no handhelds, even though the Game Boy Advance and PSP were pretty great at this time, but none of that, only 128-bit consoles. So each of us will try to assemble the best gaming experience possible, and we can define that however we will. The format is an auction draft, meaning uh, it's it's like kind of like when you're drafting for your fantasy football team or whatever, but there's an auction format. So whosoever turn it is gets to pick a game and have a starting bid that the other two can bet on. And at the end of the minute of a minute timer, whoever has the highest bid keeps the game on their roster. So for this, we all have an imaginary currency. It's actually about to be released on the blockchain. It's called uh, bits, and we all have one thousand bits to wager on with the auction. And once the bidding starts, again, it's one minute per round. So uh, that's pretty crystal clear. You guys will get it as we go along. But um, yeah, I think if you've ever been in a fantasy football draft, it's very similar. You kind of understand what we're talking about here. Um, so yeah, all clear? Guys, Any anything that you want to bring up or anything that I missed in the format? Uh, no, but, uh, to my shock just right now, realizing that half that, uh, that PC games are off the, <laughs> off the chart that killed eight games on my list, <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm taken aback by the mobile games that cut my list in half too. <laughs> hey, come on guys. It's, it's in the, it's in the name of the pod. So, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about 2004. I don't know if you guys have great memories of this year, but I, I would say overall, it was a pretty good year. Um, for starters, Maroon 5 burst onto the scene with This Love. Do you guys remember that song? Uh, yep. You know? <laughs> Ashley Simpson had her lip sync fail on SNL. That was in 2004. Um, in terms of the movies, the ones that dominated the box office were Shrek 2, Spider-Man 2, 
and the passion of the Christ. So uh, kind of a weird triumvirate there at the top. Uh, but also The Incredibles was released in 2004. Um, Music-wise, the biggest song of the year, I would say, was Yeah by Usher, which is still being played everywhere uh, mm. for some reason. Uh, but The the Way You Move by Outkast was also released. And um, maybe the oh, man, two biggest was... piece of news or the, the two pieces of news that affected the world most impactfully is that, number one, uh, your boy, George W. Bush, won re-election. And uh, the Facebook launched in 2004. Uh, which went on to become Meta and went on to own all our private data in the United States. So yeah, I, I was on the Facebook when I first <laughs> got there. I I saw the wall get put up. <laughs> I remember the Facebook trying to sign up for it um, a year later with my at utep.edu email address and not being allowed to until maybe early 2006. I want to say, um, but yeah, that was 2004. We were approaching the twilight of Outcast and didn't even know it. Yeah, yeah. That you is also true. didn't mention the greatest baseball comeback, greatest sports comeback in all of history. Who? Uh, but I'll let it slide. <laughs> if it's baseball, I have a total exactly. blind spot except for uh, Moneyball. That's all I know. Um, but yeah, that was the year in general. Now we'll get into the year in games. So I'm pretty confident that between the three of us, we'll each have a very distinct uh, five game collection and. Uh, I'm pretty confident that mine will be the best. So uh, <laughs> we've determined the draft order before, and um, it's going to go Adrian will go first, and then I will go second, and then Joe will go third, and then we'll go back to Adrian. We're not going to do a snake draft because I will get lost in the snake. So um, Adrian, you ready to start us off? Yeah, absolutely. All right, go ahead. All right, so I think with all of these games... Um, they're really div I, looking at kind of like the Metacritic top 100 kind of shocked of like how the variety of, of quality games that came out across multiple genres. Um, and there's definitely some standouts, but there was also definitely like goats in there. Like uh, that game, not only was it the best that year, but it's probably it broke the mold of how to do a game like that and shifted the industry going further um and that game that i'm going to be picking is burnout three oh takedown nice. released right. in september on uh the 128 bit consoles <laughs> and uh i'm gonna start my bid at 20 bucks or uh, 200 bits right there. 200 bits and the clock, the one minute clock starts now. So I got to be honest with you, Adrian. I thought you were going to go with a different game. I, and I won't mention the game because now I can use it. But I, I knew this one was going to be on your list, but I'm surprised you went with this one. Um, and I will not outbid you because that's how much I valued it as well. 200. Joe, what about you? Uh, I will also not outbid. All right. So, I mean, that's 35 seconds. Uh, I think we can right, stop it. All right. That was easy and easily 20% of my uh, – so that that felt all right. <laughs> but really, like Burnout 3 what is uh, a standout for, like, the arcade uh, racer. It basically um, perfected the 
uh, the risk versus reward driving style that something like Crazy Taxi would introduce uh, years prior, uh, where driving against the, the against the grain of traffic is not only uh, rewarded but it's encouraged, and not only is just dangerous driving encouraged, but just flat out carnage. And this is where like. Uh, at this gen is the advent of the uh, pause the game and put it into like a camera mode mm. uh, and just create a, a huge like calamity of uh, destruction, pause it and just flip your camera <laughs> around and, and, and see and, and burnout knows that that's where it's bread is buttered. Yeah. So it, it does like, when you do 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 a big crash, everything slows down. Again, this is probably like post matrix fatigue, mm. of like instead of bullet time, it's the wheel time, <laughs> um, and so you really um, get to appreciate all the post processing and uh, particles happening. Uh, and they've been EA has been chasing this dragon ever since. Yeah. Um, Criterion, the developer who made it, they lost some people, uh, and uh, they've become essentially a support studio, making the next iteration of Need for Speed whenever uh, EA is needing them to do it or or come in and help Battlefield and uh, Mm -hmm. to get that to market. Yeah. Uh, So we probably won't see a game like this ever again yeah you know one of the things i remember when burnout came out that i it was like a knock on burnout for me just because i was a little bit of a car snob was that they didn't have like real cars right that it was made up cars but then when you actually saw all the carnage that could happen you're like oh yeah that makes sense why they wouldn't want (laughs) like why aston martin wouldn't want their cars to be involved in this kind of stuff and i think one thing that we kind of touched on earlier in like the twisted metal episode was that this generation had less um car combat because it was graphically advanced enough that you could really get a sense of speed and i don't think any game captured it better than burnout 3 when you get a straightaway like the 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 margins of your screen kind of get wobbly (laughs) and goopy and it it felt like and it would affect my like everyday driving <laughs> i get behind the, the wheel after that and like i am a dangerous person right now <laughs> yeah it was a really really fun game um uh, yeah i think it's a really solid opening uh choice joe do you have any comment on burnout 3 yeah i mean the audio on it was really great that was i played it actually a couple years later not when it came out uh mm. when i was in recording school teaching in recording school actually because they used it as examples of how good it was we played it in a 5-1 room and it was awesome nice yeah my uh, audio experience in this generation was very poor um <laughs> but yeah i i'll take your word for it. <laughs> um, so yeah solid opening game um adrian so now we'll go on to me And as solid as your game was, I think it does not compare to the greatness of this game that I am about to pick. There truly has been nothing else like it since. And if there has been, the imitations are nowhere near uh, the greatness that this game achieved. It was a surprise hit. 
it was affordable compared to other games. And it is arguably the greatest game that's ever been created. I'm talking, of Can course, about Namco's Katamari Damacy. I wrote ka- ka- Katamari in in your field knowing you're going to pick Katamari. <laughs> and I will start the bid at 100 bits. And the timer starts now. So 100 bits for Katamari Damacy. Uh, so... So I got burnout and it's very like Western style, like dev team style of, of racing. And you bring up a good point that Katamari is like um, very weird and Eastern in its design and the music and even the conceit of it. So I'm going to. I'm gonna go 120, 125. Oh, 125, and it's reset back to one minute, and I will go 150 immediately. 160. <laughs> so, oh, 160. Okay, I will go 200. All right, 200. Joe. Uh, how many bits do we have again? 1,000. So this would be one fifth of your bits. Uh, I'll go to 10. I'll go to 20. I'll be out. All right. 220, Joe? 250. I don't think, I think I could get a lot of my picks for cheap. I'll go 275. I I cannot not have this game. I know. That's why I'm trying to drive it up. Uh, I can not have this game. And then I can also afford this game very high. I'm giving it its proper valuation here since Konami never did, but I'll let you have it for that. All right. So 275. Oh, uh, so yeah. Katamari Damacy, arguably like to me, at least it's one of the greatest games ever made. Um, it was a total shock to me when I first played it because I knew about it, but I didn't really know how weird it was. And from the moment you turn it on, it's just like the theme, the Nam, the Katamari theme song is rolling, is being hummed by a man mm-hmm. as the Namco titles come up and it's bright, it's colorful, it's low poly, but very, de- like a very defined art style, which is wonderful to look at. The music is amazing. The game mechanic is so simple. Essentially, you're a little dung beetle rolling up things to make it bigger, but it's just executed in an almost... I wouldn't say it's like the best controlling game ever because it's cumbersome, but they frame it as like the task you're doing is cumbersome. So it makes sense that it's sometimes a pain in the butt to control the prince as he's rolling around. Um, It's really short, but which also I guess is a benefit to me because as we've covered before, I'm not that great at video games. So a short game is always better for me. Uh, but I, I don't think I've ever had a bad time playing Katamari Damacy. And every time there's been a re-release, I've bought it. I have it on the Switch. I've played it on the Switch. It's just genuinely one of the most pleasant gaming experiences of my life. And uh, yeah, this was like a, a total surprise. And I, I had to have this game. So your 2004 Rod, how does 2004 Rod buy Katamari Damacy? Like what was... What was the in-between in between from just existing every day to then playing it? Like, did you read about it? Did you hear about it? Like, what? 
How did it get into your life? I read about it on like the gaming magazines, right? So it was something where I think it had, there was like an E3 demo that was pretty popular, if, if I'm not mistaken. So I knew about it and in that sense, and just like the graphic, the screenshots really stuck out to me and I knew nothing else about it. Um, I would go online and people would talk about, um, at this time I was already out of the GamePro forums and in the Penny Arcade games and technology oh, forums. Oh. Yeah. And people were all were, were talking about how they were looking forward to it. And I remember this one um <clears throat> this one troll calling it a game for uh for weebs. And I was like, oh maybe I should maybe I'll like this game. <laughs> <laughs> like he meant it as an insult, and I thought, oh yeah, well this, this looks cool. Um so that's, that's one of the things that I remember. Seal about of it. Approval. Yeah. So was it was it a, a straight up buy? Yeah. Yeah, I never rented it. I walked into GameStop, I asked if they had it, and yeah, I got it for, for cheaper, which was even better because I uh, I couldn't afford a lot of brand new games. Like I had to pre-order them and, and like save up for them or whatever. But with this one, since it was cheaper, I just walked in and got it. And uh, I, re I also remember it uh, like showing it to my mom. Like she walked in the room as I was playing it and she was like, what is that? And it was like a, a, a level where there's like a jazzy uh, soundtrack going on and these bright, colorful things and this little dude rolling around. And uh, it's a look on her face that I had that I've grown accustomed to since of just like, all right. I <laughs> but no, it's it's a really I, I, I honestly it's one of the best games ever. And uh, I'm so happy that I have it here. And I would put it up against any gaming experience. Even now, I think it holds up really well. All right, Joe, you ready for your first pick? Yeah, uh, I'm going to try and lock down some of the cheap ones so that I can outbid you guys on some of these higher ones just All to right. try with the cost as I did right here. Uh, this one is actually a game that is still played pretty widely. Uh, the best game of its specific genre uh, arguably the best game of its specific genre. The year afterwards, <laughs> it got duplicated, basically. Uh, I'll just get to it. It's MVP Baseball 04. People are still making rosters that are updated to this, like, current-day baseball rosters on this. I have a feeling you guys don't want to play it. I will start the bidding at 10 bits. 10 bits? Uh, uh, you could have had it at 5 bits. Yeah, I, <laughs> out of 1,000? I, I just thousand? wanted to give it a little bit of credit, so I wasn't going to put it at 1. <laughs> so what's what's the difference between like this and... Uh, assuming that you're going to win this, right? Like, Rod, are you wanting well, MVP baseball? Say. Let's see if Rod just wants to <laughs> oh, drive up the cost. You said 04. If it would have been 05, I would have gotten out of it. <laughs> 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 no, you, you can have MVP baseball 04 for 10 yeah. minutes. <laughs> so i mean this one's just like the gameplay of it they finally nailed it down and that's why like 2005 was basically just a roster update to it but a little bit of tweaks here or there 2005 is my favorite one but this one is a lot of people's favorite uh just the combination of baseball sim and um like actual gameplay is the reason that i'm a baseball fan now like you guys know how big a baseball fan i am now this game is to blame for it so that big of an influence that it can have, and it had that big of an influence on a lot of people in my generation, in our generation. So 
like any game that can do that can make fans of a sport of a sport as boring as baseball has to have to be doing something right. The soundtrack is really great. Even like you hear it over and over again. I can still play all the memorize all these songs. Uh, even now, if yeah, I don't know how my brain can't learn syntax, but it can still memorize the uh, fucking playlist to MLB <laughs> to MVP two thousand four. You know, this era was pretty. Um, I remember there was a, there was a bunch more baseball games than there are now like i remember a baseball game by 3do uh that had uh something what's his name uh vlad guerrero on the cover i don't know if you remember that yeah, one I there was a lot of it i think it was it. it was called high heat major league baseball yeah yeah oh yeah i never played it because i had like this game and there were so many games at the time there's ken griffey had his own game so you like, i mean first good. sports game to be picked um, yeah in an era that really solidified sports games as uh, like really important to the era. Um, yeah. This is when we were getting the yearly updates. Yeah. S- sports games. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of there's. I would say there's, there's some good ones here, uh, but you'll be surprised I, to know that when we were looking up clips and I heard the EA sports, it's in the game thing. I, mm-hmm. I had some nostalgia flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll be surprised to know, Joe, that that game was not in my list of 60 potential games. For <laughs> I 2004. knew it would not be. <laughs> I'm, so I'm trying to lock it down. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, so after round one, uh, Adrian went with Burnout 3, the uh, high speed, destructive racing, fastest sense of speed game in the generation. I went with Katamari Damacy, uh, I think it's been called the darling of video games everywhere. And Joe went with MVP <laughs> Baseball 04. Uh, so, so far, it's it's pretty tight. So, And bits-wise, I have 725, Adrian has 800, and Joseph has 990 bits left. So, All right, Adrian, your second pick. All right, going off of my disgust of uh, sports games, I'm going to pick NFL 2K5. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Arguably the best football game ever made. So good, in fact, that EA the next year would essentially force their hands to do a monopoly and sign an exclusive contract at the NFL. Uh, a game so good that it has Chris the Goat Berman, shout out to Chris Berman, <laughs> narrating the entire game with you, all within the trappings, like solid uh, presentation of ESPN Sports Center. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, this. F- Freaking game was twenty dollars when it yeah. came out. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, yep. Oh, Not man. only was it the best sports game of that year, sorry, Joe. <laughs> it was at a bargain bin price. Yes. It was uh it, it's so stupid how good this package was. Yes. And and I'm reading, apparently, it had in-game celebrity involvement, including Jamie Kennedy and David Arquette, assumingly coming hot off of their press run for Scream. <laughs> I yes, I, I remember this, that. That was a first-person mode too. <laughs> yeah, there was like a bit where you. Um, it's what basically the two K games are doing now, yeah. where you have a career mode, but instead of career mode, it's like life mode. Like you have yeah. your house, and here's I'm gonna decorate it. It went 
it it went quasi sims yeah uh with it it went uh, as you said like uh first person because why not i guess i i've never played football in my life like in high school or middle school or whatever and i don't know how people do it because so much of your periphery is just so is obscured with the helmet (laughs) um but yeah it I'm gonna I'm gonna bid uh, two hundred on it. Oh, oh man, Adrian, I really love this game too. Um, I will bid two twenty. Uh, two fifty for me. Oof, two fifty. Let me look at the rest of my list while the count goes down. Joseph, do you do you want you want to have a football and a baseball game? <laughs> uh. I don't want to commit to not having a football and a baseball game, but this is not the one that is going to entice me to get. Oh, man. Oh, I really, really love this game. But 250. I'll go 255. I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> are, are, we, are we nipping at the heels or are we taking bites out of the sandwich? What's going on? I'm just trying. It has David Arquette, so that's at least worth five minutes. Yeah, it has Steve-O <laughs> and Carmen Electra. Remember her? Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, so she was in the Scary Movie series around this time. <laughs> um, so, you were at 225? No, uh, 255. 255? Two, two f- yeah, you have said 250, no? Okay. Woof. Um... 270. Oof. Ah, that's too rich for my blood. I am out. 270. 270. Joe? No? Uh, no. Uh, this probably might be the most expensive game this year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember buying ESPN NFL 2K5 for the Xbox at Sam's Club. Because I remember distinctly grabbing that cardboard thing and handing it, <laughs> handing it in at like the register, and they had to go get it from the back with a key or whatever. For a twenty dollar uh, game, yeah, it was a twenty dollar game, and <laughs> um, it is the game that I logged the most hours on in the Xbox uh, out of any of them. Um, so I think at the end, because when you would go and show like your your running tally, I think I played three hundred hours of ESPN NFL Two K Five. So it was a great game. Yeah, um, growing up with growing up with a brother uh, who's a little older, um, I, I'm not a big sporto, but I when I lived back at home, I played all the sports games. <laughs> uh, so when Joe said NDP baseball, I didn't play that one. I was I this I was a triple I was a triple threat family. <laughs> uh, and uh, it, I just have a lot of memories of playing the Vicarious Vision sports slate of games. So yeah. NFL and NBA 2K. Uh, and just NFL is just so goddamn good. Yeah. One of, my, one of my favorite things that you could do in old sports games, and I don't know if you can still, but when you would build your own team and just fill it up with a cost, uh, custom roster, 
I had a team of our Nunez's. So there was our Nunez quarterback, our Nunez uh, left tackle, wide receiver, like all of them were Rod Nunez and they oh, all yeah. looked exactly I, the same. <laughs> I, I would definitely make my OP like character, <laughs> yeah. uh, like a short linebacker. Um, and I always would like to put like uh, leg braces on them because I think that looks cool. Yeah. And I think I just want like a cyborg football league. <laughs> Oh, that is a great choice. I am very envious because that is literally the only. Well, no, there's another. There's another sports game on here, uh, but that's the one I really wanted. So, damn you, Adrian. Um, all right, let's go into me. And now, Adrian, you have a total of five hundred and thirty yep. bits left. Okay, so now my second pick, and I have a choice here ah, because I can either go to the west to balance out my uh game roster or i can stick in the east uh all right all right all right here's what i'm gonna do this may not be the first of its kind but it's definitely the one that nails the formula and essentially the same game has existed ever since and it's still wildly, wildly profitable. So I'm talking, of course, about Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, mm-hmm. which I will set the opening bid for at 100 bits. So GTA San Andreas. <clears throat> I'll raise it to 200 just because I can. 200. All right. So now it's 200. For GTA San Andreas, and I will go two fifty. Two fifty for GTA San Andreas. So, what about San Andreas? Oh, you said two fifty-five. Yeah. All right, two fifty-five. Two fifty-five for San Andreas. I'll go two seventy-five. Oh. 275 San Andreas. Adrian, you want it? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Joe, I, you got to stay. I, I, I think the, the shooting sucks. <laughs> yeah, like San Andreas wasn't really the one that I got. It was probably the one that I played the least of all of the, like this generation's mm. GTA games. So that's on. Uh, I'll, I'll let you have it for that. All right. Stop the count. At 275. So, yeah, San Andreas, uh, to me, is, like I said, it's it's it does everything that Grand Theft Auto 3 did. It does everything that Vice City did. Uh, but it just kind of does everything perfectly well. Um, it has really good music. It has the biggest map by far. I think up until Grand Theft Auto 5, they hadn't uh, matched Grand Theft Auto San Andreas size in terms of, like, just how much kilometers the map is. Um, so I think it, it it had that stupid train mission that's still viral. It has memeable moments up until 2021 with the, oh, here we go again meme, right? So it's clearly an influential game. It's really fun. It's the one I played the most on PS2. I remember our good friend Jacob missing school when Grand Theft Auto San Andreas was released because he got it on <laughs> release day. Um, and yeah, it's just was, yeah, it's just a great 
I think it's the definitive Grand Theft Auto game, even more so than the one that's been around for three generations recently. Uh, that's where I kind of like... So Rockstar had like this uh, this run, right? Like uh, where they just crunched and turned out a whole bunch of games. Uh, so three, Vice City and San Andreas. Uh, but I, I, and that was all within one generation. Yep. GTA five has lasted three generations. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how. <laughs> Just cause it was the last one. Maybe, but I feel like it's one of those things where, um, you know, Peter Jackson made a movie per book of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And then he made three movies out of the shortest book, which is The Hobbit. Um, so I feel like Grand Theft Auto had uh, Rockstar did something similar. Like they could have just re- released Grand Theft Auto 3 and done patches for it or whatever. Or maybe it's just because, you know, now we have online and that's not that was impossible back then. But OK, so it's been a while since I, I played and I didn't really like go very, very far at all in San Andreas. But is is the narrative of San Andreas anything beyond just a rehash of like Boys in the Hood? It's not a great narrative. I'll give you that much. Like I think till up until now, the best story is Grand Theft Auto Four, but it, it, no, it's there's nothing really, really great or memorable about the story, other than just the fact that it's set in L.A. Or so, you can get fat in it. Yeah, that was the victory. You get an afro and get fat, and there was gang wars. And you can modify your cars more so than before. Uh, but yeah, it, it was the story wasn't... I, I don't think they got... Like the missions had cool little things at, at this era, but I don't think they got really good compelling storytelling until Grand Theft Auto 4. But San Andreas is like the best, the best version for non-story players who just want to mess around and do whatever. Right, like ride a bike for four hours and see your guy get skinny. That was that was that was pretty hilarious for me. <laughs> you could also fly an airplane, I think, in this one. I think this was the yeah. first one that you could fly an airplane. So that was super exciting. But yeah, a great game. I don't think I it, like I said, it's the GTA that I played the most. And when you pair it with Katamari Damacy, you really get the full spectrum of uh games as art from the colorful game that lasts 20 minutes with Japanese jazz singers to the game that lasts for the rest of your life with hip hop and drive-by shootings. So I feel pretty good about my collection right now so far. Joe, you ready for your second pick? Uh, Yeah, I've been debating between the last two because, or between two of them. There's one I definitely don't think you guys will, so I'll probably be able to just clean it up at the end. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with one before. <sighs> yeah, I don't think you guys will get it, but I will value this one just at one bit. Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Underground 2. Underground 2. Thug 2. Really? Yeah. Underground 2? <laughs> It's the last one that came out before he severed our ties completely, dude. <laughs> By blocking me on Twitter. <laughs> Thug too, Adrian. I I don't know how you feel about Thug as an underground as a franchise, especially the second iteration of it. Uh, but are you gonna bid on this? I am not. I fell off of the Hawks after four. Yeah. Was it four or was it three? 
There was a four for sure. There was a four, yeah. So okay. Yeah. yeah, there was a four. Three had Darth Maul. Underground, I thought. So what's the conceit of the like of uh, Underground too? Is it like semi open like world? Underground, yeah. I mean, semi. You go through a story as opposed to like just doing going down runs stuff like that. Oh, create your own character. Shit. From what I remember, Shrek this one, is a secret skater. This one was a lot more uh, in, in like, that the, case. <laughs> The Jackass era, so Bam is a huge part of it. Okay. So this game's responsible for Bam Margera having a huge no, no. He got it. He got this game as a result of his audience. Okay. And it's not really his game. It's still Tony Hawk's game. He's just got a, a villainary role in it. I remember one of the undergrounds had like the story of skateboarding in it where you're like, Stacy Peralta and the Z Boys and all is that this one or is that the first one? I think that's the first one. Okay. Cause this one I think I remember more like you're on tour uh with Tony Hawk and then like Bam is like this force like doing all causing all this chaos and shit like that. <laughs> so he's the he's the Joker to Tony Hawk's Batman. <laughs> yeah, essentially <laughs> in the skateboarding low in low stakes skateboarding worlds. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, Joe, I am uh again, this is a game that wasn't on my list. I'm surprised that that you even picked it considering I'm telling you I'm locking down some and uh, and it's from Neversoft a a a studio that has been cannibalized and shut down by the evil Sauron of uh, Bobby Kotick uh so we won't see a game like this again but then again like the remakes of uh 2 and 1 were pretty good yeah so Man. Yeah, you remember now? I'm seeing now. Bam is on the cover of Tony Hawk's Underground mm. too. Mm-hmm. I'm going. He must have had that MTV show, right? Game Informer gave it a near perfect score of nine point seven five out of ten. So, who yeah. reviewed that? I have. Let me see if oh, the link is dead. All I see is the score. But yeah, Game Informer really liked it. A Metacritic ranking of eighty five out of one hundred. So. I mean, maybe it was a good game. I just, well, Joe, I'm surprised that you're picked, but I like it. So there we go. After two rounds, uh, Adrian has Burnout 3 and ESPN 2K5. I have Katamari Damacy and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And Joseph has MVP Baseball 04 and Tony Hawk's Underground 2. And with the bit count, I have 450, so I've been spending as if there wasn't a recession about to happen. Uh, Adrian has 530, and Joe uh, has 800 and no wait, yeah, 889 bits. So you haven't spent anything, Joe. You're like a, a very frugal spender. So in that sense, you can be happy um, because, like I said, there will be. Wait, no, I should have much more than that. Wait, I, was, I, yeah, I, I, I think he got MVP. Yeah, MVP got sold like super cheap. I think that MVP for I spent 10. eleven. Yes, yeah, so you had a thousand. Yeah, eight eighty nine plus eleven. All right. <laughs> Ninety nine. I can't math this early. <laughs> All right. So round three. This is where things start to get a little interesting. There's less. There's less bits flowing around. So, Adrian, what is your third pick? I mean, we got to do it. <laughs> This is the one I know. I know which one it's going to be. I mean, I'm surprised it didn't go faster. I think people were kind of dancing around this, perhaps. Um, but it's Halo, Halo yes. Two. Yes. Um, 
where Bungie dangled the prospect of coming to Earth only to have us play on Earth and then scurry us off of Earth. Um, but this was a cultural phenomenon. Uh, people standing outside of a game at their game stores. I love bees was an uh, yeah. what an ARG that uh, resulted in secret previews at movie theaters uh, the week before it came out. The French version of it leaked on the internet and was playable for a month prior. Uh, and it was uh, Bungie probably at their peak, but also super rushed out of the door. Yeah, Like they had, they had problems kind of um living up to the hype of the of the first one and whose success was came by accident almost like no one really thought it was going to be a super big game but yeah halo 2 um shifted the narrative of um of shooters on consoles and having the online component of it i'm gonna go ahead and just i know this might be contentious one so i'll start lowish at a hundred bits oh agent i'll give you uh, i'll go 200 right away <laughs> i'll go uh, 280 fuck. okay i'm out <laughs> <laughs> joe 280 you are the big spender here That's <laughs> i'm not even that big a fan of this i'm surprised agent dropped out that quick 280. I'm afraid I I only have 450 left, so I cannot go there. Or I can because the next ones, I don't think any of you guys will. Yeah, actually, am I able to retract my outage? I mean, if this is an auction hall, it's not like I went to the bathroom. Yeah, you can can still bid. Three. All right, three. It's just Joe's money bags, man. (laughs) (laughs) 300. Joe, you can you can that. take him, you can take this nah, all the way up. I'll let him have it at that because I wasn't an Xbox kid, so <laughs> I'm just trying to maliciously drive up that price. Okay, so for 300, uh, Halo Two goes to Adrian for yeah, for 300. Man, Adrian, you are stocking up on the Xbox. I mean, yeah, that's. <laughs> But yeah, and my next picks might be in that vein as well. <laughs> and you know, you forgot one thing that was arguably the killer app on the on for Halo Two, dual wielding. I don't know if you remember how big of a deal that yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I remember the E three. I remember being in the El Paso Public Library watching the trailer for it, <laughs> and uh, lose like being the only one excited there uh when they when master chief got the two dual smgs yeah you, you know what you just unlocked a, mem- a memory and i think that's where that's where i got it i had a a three volume dvd set that i got from gamestop that was e3 2004 on DVD, like it had the press conferences and it had random game trailers because I remember that very vividly of Master Chief. And I'm guessing that's also where I saw Katamari Damacy on that same DVD. Mm, okay, yeah. So yeah, that, that would be it. 
I should. I uh, I got the Steel Book Special Edition that later my friend uh, Abram would run over with an office chair and bending. <laughs> the fact that I'm 36 and I still remember that as a personal slight <laughs> means something. Yeah, Halo Two was Halo Two was super big. I remember it uh, betting with my government teacher at the time that if I could predict the uh, the results of the election down to the electoral count, he would buy me a copy of Halo 2. And uh, I missed I, I messed it up. I swapped uh, Ohio and Florida. So because of that, I didn't play Halo 2 until years later. <laughs> yeah, see, the most I ever played of it was in our cyber class where we were supposed to be learning about computers. And these guys just made us force ourselves to learn how to network our own Xboxes together. Oh, nice. And, or other people's Xboxes together, and I played multiplayer that way. I, was it the football coach that he would play? Like, was it that guy? No, no. Okay, because he, he was a big... Play, but uh, he actually let people play in his classes. Our our teacher was not supposed to be letting us play. <laughs> okay. my I remember my cyber class, uh, the game to play, because we were in a lab, so we had the fancy G4s, Ooh. was uh, Warcraft 3. Starcraft, yeah. Yeah, I remember Starcraft was a big one there at the LAN the, that the school district provided. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, solid pick, Adrian. Um, not for my third pick. I will go with the. I would say it's the equivalent of Halo uh, for me because it's it's also military. It's also uh, <laughs> epic in scale. It is. Uh, it features a silent protagonist that you can easily that can easily become an avatar for your highest aspirations. And it is also, it also set the world ablaze and kind of redefined what this genre could be. Uh, maybe less so than Halo, but it did it. And uh, I'm talking, of course, about Ace Combat 5, oh. the oh. unsung war. <laughs> I didn't know where you're going with this. Like, is he doing a full spectrum warrior? Is he, is he doing a to Rome Total War? What's, but that's a PC game. <laughs> I don't know. But of course, but of course, Rod in very Rod form, Ace Combat. Ace Combat 5 is a fantastic game. It featured carrier landings uh, prominently in it. It had a lot of real world planes that went back in time. So you started off the game uh, with like an F-14. You were in a squadron called the Rosgris Squadron. Uh, and yeah, it had super weapons. It had trench runs and it had i think the most planes of any ace combat game that's been released and it was it is a fantastic game i also have it for the ps4 um so yeah i will start my bidding at 100 bits for ace combat 5 4 is the one that we did for the show right yeah yeah we haven't done 5 for the show it's normal format yet <laughs> Yeah, there hasn't been an offshoot of uh, <laughs> on on the relevant network on that just Ace Combat. Yeah, uh, I I won't maliciously drive up the price. I'm out on this one. Rod, speak on it. All right. So yeah, Ace Combat Five. Like I said, after the follow up of Ace Combat Four, Ace Combat Five was a lot 
larger in scope in terms of not just story. We're talking about like sweeping world war prevention and betrayal and all that. It was honestly like a super melodramatic, super epic story, which Ace Combat is excellent at. If you guys have never played it, I recommend it. But the thing that was perhaps the greatest highlight of it is just the amount of airplanes that you could play with in Ace Combat 5. Um, you had everything from old school F-14s to brand new F-35s to the A-10. You could play them all here and the graphics were amazing. The story was great because it kind of made you, nothing makes you feel like a hero just like Ace Combat does. So Ace Combat 5, I remember also, this is one of the rare games that I got at launch. Most of the Ace Combats I've gotten at launch. And uh, it's, it's just, if you are into planes of any kind, shape or form, you should play Ace Combat 5 because it's the one that flies closest to quote unquote the real world while still being that dramatic anime hero moment that you get from from something that only Ace Combat can provide. And Ace Combat 5 was released in 04 and it was not the last Ace Combat to be released in this generation, surprisingly, despite how close um, the Xbox 360 was. But I would say it's 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 the best one. Even though Ace Combat 4 holds a, a bigger place in my heart, I think Ace Combat 5 is the best Ace Combat of this era. So yeah, I know you guys haven't played it, but you should. <laughs> uh, and that was 100 bits. So, all right, Joe, what is your third pick? Um, I'm trying to decide whether I should start getting serious or not. There is there's another baseball game. <laughs> um let's see here. I'm gonna go I don't know if I need to have you guys spend more before I actually put my serious picks out. I think I will. And so I will put another football game out. The one of only two games I've ever broken a controller over. Oh. Uh, NFL Street. I knew it. I, knew I will put it at five bits. Five? Yeah. I'll, I'll take it off of you for 20. Oh, fuck. Uh, 30. I'll give you 50. 55. Huh. Yeah, I don't want to spend that much. <laughs> it was fun, <laughs> but fifty-five. Right? Timer's counting and, down. Adrian, and we're cutting. Uh, it's our slot. Uh, our 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 roster is five, right? Yeah, it's five games. Yeah, I. There's no spot for another football game. I... <laughs> That's what I figured too. I saw you're already out. All right, I fifty-five. You got it. Uh, so. Go ahead and tell us about NFL Street. Yeah, I mean, it was just the last time I, at least as far as I care about it, it was probably the last time I gave a shit about football. Mm. Uh, this is like the only time I could, or the last roster I could name most of the people on probably. Uh, it was just super fun. It had the echoes of Blitz. It was super, you know, I think it was one of the first games that I played online because that was when I broke a controller. <laughs> uh, I was beating, I was run running down the field to about to score the winning drive when the clock had run out somebody slammed me into a wall and the walls are in play so my dude fumbled the guy ran it back on me and beat me 
by actually a score because I was just trying to run up the score on him. And I got so bad and swung my controller, broke it on the ground. It was like immediate regret because I had no other one at the time and (laughs) could not buy another one and had to explain to my parents that I broke my controller. Uh, Yeah, just that kind of passion. You can't create very many. I remember... Yeah, I remember NFL Street had Ricky Williams on the cover, right? Yep, that was part of the reason I loved it so much, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Miami Dolphins, Dolphins great, Williams. yeah. Yep. And Texas, great. Uh, yeah, I didn't play NFL Street that much. I was more of an NBA Street guy, but yeah, yeah I think Street was good. I think NFL Street is probably the last like super fun EA big title, at least that I can think of. They had a run there for a while, but I think NFL Street and or maybe like NFL Street two kind of is the end of that era, at least in my eyes. I don't know. Probably because they both came out in the same year. I didn't realize that until we were looking at this. Dang. Yeah, one came out in February, and then one came out in November, I think. Yeah, and I think you picked the right one because uh, NFL Street 2 has Jeremy Shockey on the cover, which is the stinkiest-looking tight end to ever play in the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, NFL. Joe, i got to say I'm a little surprised here you're going – Three sports games for your uh, curation of of uh, uh, collection here. On skating counts. Eh, well, it is an Olympic sport now, Joe. Yeah. You have to remember that. That's true. Uh, the gods themselves <laughs> deemed it one. <laughs> Zeus used to skate. That's how they included it in here. So that, after three rounds, we have Joe has a lot of bits left with 834. Adrian <laughs> has 230 bits. I have 350 bits, and uh, there's still two games left. So Ooh, this is yeah, we're getting down uh, to the nitty gritty. This is, uh, Sophie's choice as a <laughs> a lot of heavy hitters, quite frankly, that haven't even been uh, talked about. Yeah, I'm surprised. Um, go ahead. But there's I'm trying to think of like. A, diversifying this versus games that I know uh, like are important to me Mm. and these other games to diversify the list I have not played or (laughs) I have played a little bit of it uh, but still kind of tip of my hat like recognize its importance and etc 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 so with that said I'm gonna go with uh, the a game by an auteur, uh, someone who is still seen as the auteur uh, artist of, of of gaming even now, and this game is the second game that that generation made on that engine, and it, it just leans on cinematics and the, the the cinematic language of of uh the camera and, and what it can do and with that i'm gonna go with metal gear solid 3 snake eater oh adrian you picked the wrong metal gear <laughs> 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 no, I think I, I I saw that it also twin stakes and that and and that is Dennis Dyack doing his breast anime impersonation of Metal Gear. So MGS3 at 50 bits. 
at 50 bits. I'm going to be honest with you, Adrian. This was also on my list. Uh, and I, I think it's a really solid game uh, for everything that you mentioned. So I'm going to up you to 75. Anything from Joe? I can admire the game and the creator, and now I'm out. <laughs> uh, I'll go 90. I'm out. I'm out at 90. Okay. So 90 go ahead. Tell us about. Tell us a little more about Metal Gear Solid Three. Uh, I only played so much of it, um, and uh, the rest in college, in anticipation for MGS Four. Uh, I saw the entire freaking movie on it, <laughs> but uh, the game mechanics are are different in that it's putting you in this uh, pseudo open world, like in the jungle, but. Uh, taking the sneak mechanic because you're out in the wilderness now. And instead of being in um, like concrete hallways, like MGS one, they had to introduce a mechanic of uh, camouflage. So, and on top of that, multiple, multiple systems of uh, multiple systems of for healing, multiple systems um, for like time of day, essentially, yeah, and and really building the game around the boss fights, yeah. something that I think the industry would then move to once, um, uh, like the Dark Souls, the Dark Soulsification of, of games, because <laughs> yeah. uh, I think one of the most impressive boss fights in this game is with the end, a a very geriatric sniper. Yeah. that can be very, very tense and something that they've actually tried to replicate in the last Metal Gear and Metal Gear 5 with the scantily clad uh, character Quiet. Mm. Um, but when this came out, it came out in the context of Mrs. Kojima's like huge love letter to uh, spy era Cold War film. And it's like bro just write a spec script for james bond <laughs> and be done with it but um this is probably one of the peaks of uh the metal gear series or I, should i say metal gear <laughs> yeah i agree with you and I, I i i love kojima as just like a figure in video games because yeah, overall, he's he's like he's gonna do whatever he wants to do, even if it's confusing or strange or whatever. And you can't argue with the fact that he knows how to produce stylish games. So like everything he's done is highly stylized and really cool to look at, really cool to experience. And uh, yeah, I remember one thing about that uh, sniper boss fight that you mentioned was if you reset, if you set your system clock mm -hmm. settings to like a couple of years ahead and then go back to that level, uh, the sniper would die of natural causes and, <laughs> and, the, and the mission was passed. So that was a way to get around it. So he'd always do little things like that, which were pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, it was a, a great, great game, great pick from before the era of Kojima getting slighted by Konami and them losing everything that they had built together. So oh, I'm, I'm, very bitter about that. Yeah. Like MGS5 has the best 
um, stealth mechanics, mm. and they did not let that game cook. Yeah. Yep. Overall, it was a, a, a sad state of affairs, but back here, yeah, this was, uh, I, I would say, a great example of what the PS2 could do. And I remember them talking about how the PS2 was struggling and they wanted it on the Xbox or whatever, but I mean, it, it was out there and it did it did really good. So great pick and your first non-Xbox pick. Agent. So, so this was 90? Uh, yeah, that was 90, so you're down to 140. All right. 140. All right. So for my fourth pick. So I can take it a number of ways here. I can go all just my picks, which, believe it or not, are can be stranger than the ones that I've already picked. You mean the Katamari, GTA, and five and Ace Combat Five aren't the rod <laughs> picks? No, that's the mainstream picks. picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, or I can go. All right. So this one, um, I, I've made my choice here. I'm gonna go with something that didn't achieve the heights of. It's forebearer, but it was just as good. It was it was solid. It was almost quite there. A lot was expected of it. And while it didn't mm-hmm. exactly deliver, it, I think I know what this is. It didn't disappoint. And I feel like it it, it's, it was unfairly like a lot of uh, unf- like uh, expectations were unfairly set upon it. But it's a solid game. It's a very um, if you play it without those expectations, you'll be rewarded a lot more than if you than I was at the time. And looking back on it, I can appreciate it a lot more. So I'm going to go with Metroid Prime 2 mm-hmm. Echoes, and I will set my bid at 100 bits. Uh, that's the one I was debating on getting. <laughs> the only thing that stopped me is I have never played it. Really? Yeah. Uh, just knowing that I think one and three are the ones that are lo- beloved the most. Yeah. Is, am, am I right on that? Yep. Even though three is on the Wii, which is weird, but yeah. That's why people liked it the most, because you could fling your arm around like Samus. Yeah, pretty much. Or not the most, but liked it more than two. Than two. Uh, I'm probably your only competition on here. <laughs> how, many, how much bits do you have? Uh, 350. I'll go 120. I'll go 150. 155. Joe, I'm going to let you have Metro Prime Echoes. Oh, on the first ever changeover. Yeah. And this this hurts. This hurts, but <laughs> I, I, I overspent. So 834 minus 155. And now you have 679. So, Joe... Why did you value Metro Prime Echoes 2 so much? Uh, I mean, just for all the stuff that you were saying, like, it's not as good, but it's a Metroid game. Like, we only have so many of them, and it was one that was on the GameCube. Just this series in general, um, me and my brother have bonded over a lot, so Mm. it's just one that's got, like, sentimental value, Mm. in addition to just really liking Samus. Like, I've actually reached out to Adrian to get a, a Samus helmet printed up. So yeah, I just enjoyed it a lot. I didn't have to bear the cross that you did of having to hear it called scan game over and over again. So if you had gone any higher, I would have given it to you after that. But I, once you did that uh, 155 to Adrian earlier, I had to try and get a changeover on that. Yeah. And, and you know, I, there was a lot of expectation around it because Metroid Prime was like a runaway hit for the GameCube. And 
Halo was the first different one too, I think. Yeah, and Halo Two was gonna be released around the same time, so it was yeah. the always Metroid versus Halo console war narrative that was being thrown around and in all the boards. And um, Metroid Prime Two was just essentially more of Metroid Prime, uh, but with a Dark Samus thrown in there, and it wasn't enough. Uh, it didn't have dual wielding. It didn't have online play. Um, so yeah, it wasn't. It didn't achieve the heights, but it's a really solid game. And again, Metroid Prime isn't the first-person shooter. It's like a first-person platformer slash exploration game. And yeah. Metroid Prime 2 is is a solid example of, of a, a solid execution of the concept. So ah, that goes to you, Joe. So now you have four games. So with this next pick, it will be your final game Damn. that right. you... Uh, that will be in your list. So See, I shouldn't have gotten greedy and trying to take in that one from me because there's two more that I really want. <laughs> now I will have the baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> but I will, all right, I'll just buy into my last one. Um, I have a feeling you guys won't want it, but it is actually the best military game in this one, fighting for the best cause in the galaxy, and that is Battlefront. Uh, the game that I put the most hours into in this gen in this year for sure, I will start the bidding where I don't think you guys will put it because I have just because I have the money at three hundred. Oh yeah! Oh yeah. man, I had Battlefront on my list, but I don't have the money to counter you for it. Um, so yeah, saving up paid <laughs> off because it's it's yours. It's yours for three hundred. So tell us about Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, I mean, just what I was saying, like, I love the gameplay of it, like playing online where there was maps where you could start at your starting point, jump in a boarding ship, go into another, like, board, actually board another ship yeah. is amazing. It's the coolest Star Wars uh, shooter that they've made. Like, the new Battlefront is cool and all, but this one was just so much better. And this was, like, on the precipice of online gaming, too. So it was super fun to, like, just be playing these Star Wars games and screaming for the Republic while you're while you're doing it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I just love Star Wars that much that it's it's got to be high up on here for me. Yeah, developed by Pandemic Studios, who released Full Spectrum Warrior in the same year. So... <laughs> Definitely, uh, they, they knew their military stuff. And they also did Star Wars The Clone Wars, which was also a great game. One for George Lucas and one for Uncle Sam. <laughs> <laughs> which George Lucas could be a compelling Uncle Sam. Uh, uh, so the prequel aesthetic did not deter you? No, no, no. Okay. I mean, at the time, I valued the prequels much less than I do now. But still, No. <laughs> Okay, because I think the prequel aesthetic really, uh, it turned me off to a whole slate of games that generation. Yeah. I remember, I think like Obi-Wan was like a launch game or a launch window game for the Xbox. And like I had zero interest playing that rat tail guy. That was, <laughs> that was actually one of the games that I was envious of Xbox because I still never owned one. What about Jang the Django Fett one? That one too. <laughs> that one came to GameCube though and I played it and I was like, eh. I guess I didn't miss that much. <laughs> yeah. All right, Joe. So that is that's your five games right there. So for these next two, you can, can I uh... sell you Prime for <laughs> put a bit on my other one. Uh, nope. That is that is it. You you have your, your five games are MVP Baseball 04, Tony Hawk's Underground 2, NFL Street, Metroid Prime 2 Echoes, and Star Wars Battlefront. So were all of these out on the GameCube? Can we say yours is an exclusive GameCube uh, collection? 
Uh, was GameCube on Battlefront? I thought or was, was Battlefront on GameCube? I said that like Yoda. Uh, no, you're right. It was only PS2. PS2, Xbox. I thought so, yeah. yeah. I think Battlefront And all of these too. games I played, other than Metroid, obviously, I played on PlayStation. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I don't know which one I was thinking of then. All right, cool. So that is it for you. And you have leftover 379 bits, uh, yeah, Joe. Yeah, so I'm so. going to buy a mobile. I'm going to buy a DS on the black market there and play uh, and, and Luminous on the black market as well. <laughs> yeah, you can invest in your uh, 401k or whatever <laughs> it is that you can do. That's too right. responsible. <laughs> is it within the uh, the spirit of of the bid of the auction if he expresses what his other game would have been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. Uh, you can go ahead and do that, agent. Or we. Can, I, I'm thinking at the end, once That's we right, have five, yeah. we can go other games okay. that were in our list as well. Yeah, also. Yeah. So, Adrian, your final pick. Oof. Unless I um, buy it out you. Yeah, I don't know. Um, kind of looking at this list of a uh, few games. Um, I just I think I got to do it. Just all of my monies. Uh, on Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> the uh, re like reimagining of the uh, NES classic te- uh, Tecmo and Team Ninja being led by the now canceled right. He's canceled. Yes. It a it a that uh this game is essentially dark souls before dark souls was dark souls um where any any normal uh enemy could kill you if you aren't paying attention and it's also a metrovania uh before like the resurgence of metrovania kind of in other games other than metroid and castlevania (laughs) uh before like rocksteady and the uh, and the Batman games kind of took it back into the mainstream mm. uh, where all these maps are interconnected. The, there's boss fights that you'll come across and there is really like no way to like, you can read all the strategy guides you want, but uh, you, you're going to have to skill up and get better at it. And there was this sense of um, of investment. So you have you find these rare items called talismans, and that when you die, it reses you to full health. Mm-hmm. And those, like, if they would wanted to charge, uh, when was this? Uh, Two thousand four, whatever old I was back then, Adrian, five dollars per talisman, I would have paid. <laughs> Like they were worth it for me, uh, but I remember just—it's um, one of it does do one of those game sins. Like uh, at, when you hit the end of the game, they just send you a gauntlet of boss fights. Mm. But uh, the art design uh, near that area is so pretty. I remember putting my controller down and having my dad come and look at this, and he <laughs> looked at it and like, are those? baby fetuses on the wall <laughs> and like oh yeah yeah never mind 
but this game has a, a soft spot in my heart. I bought it for, on eBay after renting it several times. Mm. Uh, it, it's it's a soft spot, and I dare you, Rod, to to put it on your list. It it is on my list, but it is you. If you're putting, if you're going all in, that's one forty, and that is that is too high for me, especially because this game was so hard that I could not. I don't even think I got halfway through it because I have no recollection of the fetuses in the wall <laughs> level of uh, Ninja Gaiden. But yeah, I, I, one thing I remember about Ninja Gaiden is you taking delivery of said copy of game in the middle of our pre-calculus class. <laughs> 2004, I think. Uh, so yeah, um, great game. It's a total Adrian pick that I can see. And uh yeah, I, I'm gonna. I I will not go past 100 on this one. So you have it for 140, and that is your game. And that closes you out as well, Adrian. Yeah. So you have five games, four Xbox games, and one PS2 exclusive. And uh, yeah, so now I have two picks, which I can run unopposed. <laughs> so I can uh, run freely here. Um, so I'm looking at my list. Most of the top is gone. There is one left, but I don't think I'll take it. Um, I could go really fun here. No, you know what I'm going to do? The first, my, my, my third pick is going to be a game that I feel flew under the radar of most people, but it is another one of these... Um, Mani- like best highest manifestation of a genre that's ever been around and this genre is of course the side scrolling shooter i'm referring of course to konami's own gradius 5 released on the ps2 and uh yeah that's that's my that's my pick i'm going to i'm just going to give it a price of 100 bits just to be just to do something but did either of you guys ever play this game no. No. Oh man, you guys missed out. It is it's it's a side scrolling, you know, space fighter game where you go from left to right, but you go okay. backwards and and it is the best version of it because it's so fast. The graphics are amazing. The levels are so big. There's all this crazy stuff going on in the background. You can go a number of ways upgrading your ship and it is they tied it into the Zone of Enders universe in a in a weird way also. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Gradius is one of my favorite game franchises of all time. Konami has yet to revive it. I think. I don't think Konami a- being bad at games. <laughs> I know. Gradius has an eighty-two percent on Metacritic. Um, it was released in two thousand and four by our boys Treasure, who are the like the best at side-scrolling shooters. They also did Ikaruga. Um, so yeah, it, it, if you know Ikaruga and you know Gradius, can imagine the combining the two, and it was just, it was a really really cool game. Um, I don't think it's been released like on Virtual Console or anything like that, but you should seek it out. Um, I don't, I don't know if I can enforce emulation, but uh, if it's not out there, yeah, yeah, play it <laughs> because it's actually a really cool game. Actually, I just found a copy of it on Amazon. Only one left in stock. For ninety nine ninety five, so uh, oh, a bargain. Yeah, well worth it. Remember, it's treasure. So and you've already bought it. So 
<laughs> Nobody else can at this point. <laughs> and it's in my cart. We delivered March 12th for free. <laughs> no. uh, all right. So one game left for me to close out my collection. And again, there's so many, so many places we can go. I've yet to pick an Xbox title, so I'm considering going Xbox. Uh, but but I won't. I will not. Instead, I will go with the best Metal Gear Solid. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Custom Robo on the GameCube. Which again, I think I've even heard of that game. Uh, yeah, my question is: there was a game called Custom <laughs> <laughs> Robo. You guys don't remember Custom Robo? <laughs> Nobody remembers Custom <laughs> Robo. <laughs> Custom Robo was released on the 2004. It's a. It's actually a part of the Custom Robo series from Nintendo. Uh, there's five games in the series. Uh, the first <laughs> one came out on the Nintendo 64. The last one came out on the DS. Hasn't been one since, but it's essentially a mech combat game. Now I and feel like a terrible Nintendo and a terrible mech fan. Thanks, Rod. <laughs> yeah, you build your own robot, you fight. The story is really lame, and uh, it's more about the arena battle. But all battles take place in an arena, and you build up your robot and you fight. And what's not to like about that? Spent so countless hours for? playing. That's actually I tried to play Custom Robo on my GameCube, and the disc could no longer be read. And I lost the game before I moved. So it's a big uh, blemish on my record. Let me see if it's for sale on Amazon right now. Oh, see, I can get the disc for $79.99. But yeah, it's a mech combat game. Uh, It's kind of like a less serious virtual on, uh, but it has a lot of the same bright colors. Uh, A pretty cool battle mechanism, pretty cool build mechanism. It's one of those games that you can really sink your teeth into and have a fun time with and uh it's my first gamecube game which is kind of weird because huh. gamecube is probably the one i played the most wow um so yeah that's it that closes out our auction what's the bits premium for another slot for another game slot <laughs> well now we can go now we can go into what games are left over on your list. So, uh, well, first I'll give a breakdown of the list. Um, we can first, first we'll go through the list and just give an overall impression of how you feel about it. And then uh, we can go into the games that we have left. Up. No, or actually, you know what? Let's talk about the games we have left over on our list first. So, uh, Joe, you started us off since you closed, uh, you closed out early. So I'm sure you have more. Uh, yeah, I have a couple other ones. But like I said, most of my list was cold when you uh eliminated the mobile genre uh because i did from november to december i did play a lot of ds uh this year um the only other one that i really wanted to get because i was looking for mileage in my list was need for speed underground 2 ah yeah see that one was pretty high on mine but uh, i don't know why i didn't end up picking it so yeah like what you were saying about like games that make you go fast like i didn't really play burnout like i said when it first came out this one was the is the definitive one that makes you feel like you're going fast to me this was the last time or this was like when i last remember feigning caring about cars uh and when like this is all like the fast and the furious was first coming out and stuff like that so this is my favorite genre of cars cars that look like they go fast um yeah, and just like the customization of me. all that stuff is really fun. <laughs> uh, with NFL Street Thug 2 and the prospect of uh, of Need for Speed 
Joe was a man of the streets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mountain Dew. I, I can already smell the Mountain Dew through the microphone. <laughs> get, Adrian. Getting, getting that third meal. Adrian, what, um, what was missing some games on your uh, list? Uh, Chronicles of Riddick, Escape from Butcher's Bay. What? I, I vaguely remember that game. Remember Vin Diesel is such a nerd, he made his own video game company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and... Uh, it's a really immersive, like you have actual hands, you get close to a wall and you put your hands up to it. Mm. Um, really cool, got to escape from multiple like prisons game. Uh, that's where you get, it's the, it's the prequel to when he gets his eyes shined, I oh. think. It's uh, perfect, if, I think that's what it's called. If I, if I recall. Uh, Splinter Cell, Pandora Tomorrow, Manhunt. Oh, Manhunt, the game was, the, the was this scandalous year. game. Yeah. yeah. Was Butcher Bay PC? Or was it Xbox? Uh, it was Xbox. Yeah, another one. Another reason I was envious. Because I completely forgot about that until you just said that. But I did remember wanting to play that. And with PC, I would have bet the farm on Half-Life 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would have gone like... 500, 500 bits on that. <laughs> For mobile, I had Lumines, Prime Hunters, uh, Zero Mission, and uh, Feel oh, the Magic. Zero Mission was great. Um, I had on my list that uh, I had Gran Turismo 4, uh, which came out this year. I, I had Metal Gear Solid, the Twin Snakes. <laughs> I had uh, Donkey Konga. I don't know if you guys remember Donkey Konga. Oh, Kong. I love Donkey Konga. Yeah, I didn't know that was this year. That would have been on mine. Yeah. And then I had uh, the game that started the most uh, forum posts for me, uh, SVC Chaos, SNK versus Capcom, <laughs> which is the first time that SNK got the reins on the property. Um, I'm surprised you didn't pick this one, Adrian. Couture 2 came out in yeah. 2004. Uh, that came out when I was in college. I was already, and it, it was like busted. It was yeah. busted. It was yeah. a busted game. Yeah, Paper Mario I also had on my list. I thought you were going to pick Alien Hominid. Oh, I had, yeah. I had that on my list. I just didn't say it. Yeah, Alien Hom- Yeah, that is that is a great game. It is on my list, but it's under Rumble Roses, which uh, was <laughs> I the... Know what that is. And I, I thought you were going to pick Beautiful Joe. Beautiful Joe 2? Yeah. Um, uh, it was only it, a PS2 release. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, or Pikmin 2. Yeah, I did. You know, Pikmin has never really hit as solidly as as one would think. The other, the other one that I was seriously considering with my last pick, and I think would have been kind of dumb, is Auto Modelista. Do you guys remember that one? Mm, the no. cell shaded racing game by Capcom. Yeah, yeah, that was a great game. Um, I the, also had a uh, famed Halo killer, Killzone. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> on the bottom of my list, along with Fable. I think oh, I was the old, one of the few people who've played most of the Killzone games, including the PSP versions. The absolute bottom of my list was Karaoke Revolution, which uh, I actually really enjoy, but I knew nobody was going to get it. And then right <laughs> above that was, where is it? Blinks 2, <laughs> which uh, was pretty fun. But I think Blinks, Blinks 2 was the only Xbox game on here. <laughs> this was a very sports-heavy time in my life because I also had Mario Power Tennis. Oh, wow. I also had uh, Def Jam Fight for NY, if you guys remember that. <laughs> <laughs> well, overall, I'm really confident in my uh, in my list. All diverse. Uh, Burnout is a multi plat. NFL is a multi plat. Halo. Uh, <laughs> Halo and Ninja Gaiden being uh, exclusive, as well as and Metal Gear being exclusive. Yeah, 
I mean, overall, it's a very green. Uh, Halo Two, Metal Gear Solid Three, Ninja Gaiden to me just feel green in my mind. I don't know why. Your color palette is very green. If we were to do a a color aura like the Spotify wrap, um, but yeah, I agree. Your list is solid. A lot of yeah. genre, different genres. Uh, mine is Katamari Damacy, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Ace Combat Five, Gradius Five, and Custom Robo. The, the 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 one list of here that requires the most Wikipedia. <laughs> I mean, this is a fun night, right? You get to blow up stuff and then build a robot and then fight, fly another airplane that only goes from left to right, and then roll up stuff like a dung beetle, and finally you can do a drive-by. So, I mean, what's not to like about a night with yeah. these five games? <laughs> and Joe, you got MVP Baseball 04, Thug 2, NFL Street. Metro Prime 2 Echoes and Star Wars Battlefront. So Yeah, again, mileage. <laughs> Battle in the Galaxy Forever, play baseball with updated rosters, current day updated rosters. <laughs> Leaf Thug 2 in the in the case just as a that was just an olive branch to Tony Hawk. <laughs> and then you get to read forever with Metroid Prime. It's like war and peace. <laughs> yeah, you get to be chased by uh by your dark clone. So <laughs> Yeah, that was 2004 in games. I think we did a pretty good job. I'm pretty happy with my list. Uh, and I think this was pretty fun. I don't know. You guys enjoyed it? Yeah. Sweet. So, yeah, next time we will go for an auction of the year right before this, which is 2003, which is another great. All this, this whole generation is littered with amazing games. So I'm sure that will be really fun. But I hope you guys enjoyed. If you like this, share it with a friend. Leave us a review on Apple Podcast or Podchaser. And uh, let us know what games we missed or exactly how great Custom Robo was. Because uh, I know there's, <laughs> there's literally dozens of you with Custom Robo memories. Custom, custom Robo gang out there. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. That's it. Thank you so much. And we'll see you guys soon. This is the Irrelevant Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.